Hey, welcome to the very first episode of the Stranded Island Podcast new show, Thirst Impressions, where uh, I, David, being the only one of the group that actually drinks, uh, we kind of talk about my first impressions of a movie or a TV show or any kind of media. Uh, my first impressions while I, I have a few drinks, you know. Today, uh, you know, I'm having a Jack and Coke here. A little too much vodka. I was basically just emptying out my liquor cabinet. Just had a bunch of ten, almost empty bottles, you know. Alright, but whatever. Today, I'm going to talk about that new uh, stop motion animated movie, Kubo and the Two Strings. No, I, I have done no background search or research on this movie. I just went in, a couple of friends, to see what it was like, to, and uh, I guess I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna talk about it. This is by means a full review, and it uh, it is gonna be as always. This will be full of spoilers. This is just kind of a uh, fun little idea I thought about doing, and hopefully you guys like it. But like I said, uh, I went to see. Kubo and the Two Strings, which is aimed to be a, I think it was, I think it was PG-13, maybe PG, oh no, it was, it was aimed to be for kids, and it was, it was animated uh, with stop motion claymation, like, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, first impressions is that I generally pretty, I really liked it, it was, it was a pretty good movie, and, uh. It was it was it was pretty funny and uh, pretty quickly paced, but I'm not gonna say that was a bad thing. Uh, the story moved pretty quickly, and there was a lot of action to it, surprisingly. And you you never felt really you know, there was never any moments where it was super slow. Every there was, every scene had a kind of it had a kind of energy to it, where it kind of kept you involved or interested, where basically the premise of the movie is this kid, uh, uh, the, he lives in, uh, I think, ancient Japan, maybe during the Edo period, I'm not sure, it was before, like, I guess, Americans and the Europeans got to it and had, they had no, like, electricity or technological advancements, and basically... Very, very simplistic. Uh, the plot is that this kid named Kubo was attacked by the Moon King, who I suppose is like a type of god or something, and had his eye cut out. So he walks around with a, a, uh, a eye patch, and his mother, you know, is the one who saved him. And she's always telling him, you know, don't go out into the, uh, the don't go out at night, or else they'll find you. Long, uh, some shit happens, and Kubo ends up, you know, staying out past night, and then his mom is, dis- I guess, defeated by these two women that, uh, his two aunts, oh, by the way, the Moon Kings, uh, his grandfather, and he killed his, uh, his, uh, Kubo's father, who was, like, a great warrior or samurai or something. Uh, you know, and so Kubo sent off on his adventure to go find these 
three magical pieces of armor, a sword, uh, a breastplate, like body armor, and a helmet. And, you know, when he's... So he, he needs his two friends, who is a monkey, just, you know, it's just, a, I guess, a pink-faced baboon. I don't know what they're called. It's, it's a type of monkey they usually show in, like, Japan that they live in, like, the snowy mountains and, like, like swimming in the natural hot springs. I'm not making that up. That's actually a true thing. Uh... And she's like, oh, and it's it's a, it's voiced by a girl, and she becomes like his new guardian because apparently, apparently uh, his mother was like a, a goddess, and she uh, fell in love with his father, and then you know, then his, and then I guess he, him and his mother have magical powers. Kubo can like play his instrument. I don't know what it's called. Let me let me actually let me look it up. I don't. I'm not sure. It's a classic Japanese instrument. Oh, there it is. Uh, what's this thing called? called a shamisen, which is sort of like a guitar, but it only has three strings and uses an odd, like, large pick, where it's kind of like a, uh, a test tube shape, where it's buzzed upside down, where it's kind of like triangular trapezoid on the top, but very thin at the end for the handle. Yeah, it's really weird. Kubo and, you know, his mother had the power to, like, control paper and create things with origami and more so, but that's when Kubo kind of controls it using music that he plays with his shamisen, I think this was called, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, I can't remember, and so they go on an adventure, uh, him and the monkey go on an adventure, they meet a, uh, a giant cursed samurai who's going to turn into a beetle, um, a giant, a great horn beetle, I think, no, it, it hit pincers, what was I can't. I can't think of what it's called. I'm sorry. And um, you know they go on adventures, and then they get attacked by his aunt, like these creepy women in black, wearing these like, kabuki masks, so you can't see their actual faces. And they can you know fly, and they carry like one carry like chain a chain sickle, and the other one carried um, like. Not katanas, but like short, two short swords. And you know, as time goes on, they go around facing challenges and collecting the armor, which was, you know, there's a bunch of different monsters. Like they had to collect a, they only collected the sword. They had to giant, fight a giant like skeleton monster, and to get the body armor, they had to go deep under the sea and with these uh, weird fish eyeball seaweed things that like. That would like hypnotize them and like try to get them eaten. But the point is, they get eaten, and then it turns out his mother didn't die, and uh, she was like re she forcibly like reincarnated herself into an old um, wooden 
charm shaped like a monkey. And then when, you know, she was taken, killed by her sisters, Kubo's aunts, she, uh, she, she forcibly reincarnated herself as a monkey to be his protector. And his dad was never killed. He was cursed and turned into a beetle because I guess that was his family's crest or something. So, it turns out, you know, Monkey was his mother and the beetle was his father. Yeah. The, well, they, they introduced that the monkey was his mother first. And, you know, that was a pretty big surprise because... You just kind of thought she was like a guardian spirit, not his actual mother. But after that, the fact that his, the beetle was his father, you know, cursed, that was a pretty, that was, uh, that was pretty expected because, you know, he was like a creature that had no memories, but only like little flashbacks, so he knew he was a warrior, and then he was obsessed. No, not obsessed. He only knew the name Hanzo, which was Kubo's father, and he had always assumed that Hanzo was like his master or his like his leader but I, I digress you know it's a kids movie so I can forget that um yeah no, you know Kubo fights it gets the last piece of armor fights his grandfather oh yeah after um after his mom after the monkey and the beetle been killed yeah they, they die they, they straight up die so Kubo collects the helmet and then goes to fight his grandfather. Did I say his uncle? No, it is his grandfather, the Moon King, uh, who doesn't hate Kubo. Turns out he loves Kubo, and the reason he, he like, scratched out his eyes so that he, he wanted to stretch out both of his eyes so he'd be blind to humanity, and that he's like, oh, you can join me in the heavens if you are. You can become immortal and forever. And... It was kind of weird because it's like, oh yeah, and uh, both his aunts were defeated. I guess so they, I guess they were dead, as well as Mirrors. So then he fights his grandfather using the sword and the armor he got. His dad turns into a giant koi fish, which I think is a Japanese or Chinese proverb for the moon. It might be Chinese. I said Japanese. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not racist. I just. I'm pretty sure it's Japanese. But wait, it was. It had origami. I'm pretty sure origami, yeah, origami is Japanese, I think. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Japanese in nature, so. Um, yeah, he uses his sword and he fights his, um, his grandfather. I keep saying uncle. Why do I, why do I keep saying uncle? Whatever. <coughs> <coughs> Whatever, um. And his uncle's like, oh, I'm all powerful, but he, you know, he scratches out, he cuts out his uncle's eye. Um, his uncle's like, oh, I'm all powerful, I'm, uh, so he blasts Kubo away, he's like, if you want to be a human, you can die like a human. And then Kubo gets rid of his armor and shit, which I still don't really understand why. And then, you know, takes his Shimara, the, uh, I forgot the instrument, like, all the strings are broken off. So then he uses uh, his month, a hair from his mother he got, which they did in like, the very beginning of the movie. He turned into a bracelet and carried it. And his father, a string from his father's bow, which he turned into a bracelet. And he puts it on, you know, that's the two strings, ha, ha, ha. And then he takes out his own hair, a piece of his own hair, and then puts it on there in his instrument and tightens it up so he can play his instrument again. But I, that, that kind of pisses me off. I got the two strings part, but 
it, should, it should have been the three strings because he's like, oh, it's him, his father, and his mother, you know, all come together to defeat the, to defeat their, uh, the Moon King, their foe. But, I don't, I, I don't understand why they call it the two strings. I get it, but, like, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, I don't know. It's such a weird thing to do. I, I understand it, but at the same time, I don't understand it. I wish they... It's just it's a minor thing. I wish they would have just called it Kubo and the Three Strings. But, oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. And then, you know, he's, he's like... He gives up his sword and stuff. He just stops fighting him. And then he plays his his instrument. And, um... Basically, uses huge blast of magic and turns his grandfather into human. And his one eye is blind, you know, because he quit cut him, he got a scar and everything. But his his grandfather has no memory of being a god. And then everyone in the village, his Kubo's friends, are like, Oh, he's like, oh, I don't remember who, he's like, who am I, young man? And everyone's like, oh, you're a, you're a good man, you give, you know, you give out food to the poor, you give blankets to the homeless. And then he's like, oh, I'm so great, he's like, oh, thank you, I, I must be a very selfless person. And I, it's an alright ending for a kids movie, but his parents literally died, and he killed a bunch of people, and he scrapped, cut out Kubo's eye. I, just, I don't know. It kind of bothers me that he got off scot free essentially. Uh, it's whatever. Oh, and the other thing is that George Takai, you know, the actor from Star Trek, who's famous, they put him in the movie as a random background character, but they he only had like three lines. And his first line was, Oh my. Which I guess a lot of people know as his meme. Because I guess he said that in Star Trek once. He's like, Oh, it's a meme now. La la la. Whatever. Fuck you. I don't care. Um, and then he's like, Another line at the very end of the movie. And I don't really... I like George Takai. I think he's got a great voice. But it pisses me off that, that they put him in as a joke and he's as a, and literally quoted a meme. Like, they could have flushed him out to be a more prominent background character or at least a minor character. But they didn't. Now, that's the other thing. Other than Kubo, the Beetle, and the Monkey, like, none of the characters had any kind of... Um... They had, no, they had no... They had nothing that made them stand out. Like, his aunts, they were voiced by the same woman, and she did a great job voice acting. I thought their voices were great. But they don't... They never showed anything about them. They're like, oh, my... You know, my sister was taken away from me, and it's all Hanzo's fault. He, he tripped her into falling in love with them, and they're gone. Other than that, they really had nothing. They're very one-dimensional characters. And I felt like they could have delved deeper into that. His grandfather was only in one prior scene before the final battle. And that scene lasted, I think, two minutes tops. And it was a dream sequence, so it doesn't really matter. Um, like, all the other characters... I can't even remember half the characters' names. I don't even know his mother's name. I don't think they ever said her name. Like, the other, the actual mother, not her monkey... Form, I guess, and his. The only reason I know his dad's name is because they said Hanzo about twenty times in the movie, because he. I guess he played a very important role in the backstory, and I, I liked him. I, I liked the 
the main characters I thought were all very good. They kind of bounced each other. Kubo was the, you know, the little kid. I mean, I'd say he's probably about 12 or so. He was a kid who was very, was very clever and had fun with his thing, with what he did. He always plays music and his little origami creatures just have fun. Monkey was very overprotective and stern. And um, Beetle was kind of goofy and silly, but at the same time, he was a he was a great fighter and took his job protecting Kubo and Monkey very seriously. I thought the main character did well, and I liked his grandfather because he was very kind of simple as a villain. It's like, oh, you, I want you either. It's kind of like Darth Vader, like join me or die, or I guess more the Emperor. I don't know Star Wars, but. I just all the other characters I don't know any of them there was like this lady who stood out more than the others for I guess the minor characters she was like I guess a street vendor while Kubo you know played music in the street for money and she was funny she reminded me of the grandmother from Mulan which is a great Disney movie but I, I don't think I ever I don't think they ever said her name and look through the credits I I couldn't. I could not tell you who anyone was in the credits, other than like the main main cast. Uh, real quick, I guess I'll talk about the animation. The animation was pretty damn good, um, except for certain like very up close scenes. There were times where it looked a little choppy, but I, I guess I can't complain. You know, I don't, stop motion is very hard to do. And the whole thing was made with, you know, they actually made, they modeled the characters and then they took photos and put them in order and shit like that. I, it may be more advanced than that. I only know, like, the early stop motion animation. And some of the sets were fucking giant. Like, I think Koopa was about the size of a regular person's fist, about that big. And they had, like, giant monsters way bigger than that. Ones that took up, like, entire rooms or sets that took up entire rooms. They, the visuals were really good. And, like, the style from the movie and, like, Monkey's fur, which was a very textured, kind of looked almost like cut paper because of the way, you know, stop, because it was a live model and very stylized. It looked cool and everything visually looked good, but they were, and like action scenes weren't pretty good because they kind of aimed the camera to control where it, it, the animation would get more choppy, so they kind of controlled it so that and they, they kind of made up for it with the, the camera control. Um, the only other thing I thought was kind of cool was at one point they're like sailing um, and like they, they start getting they start spearing fish with a bow and arrow and dragging it up to eat it I think when they chop up the fish like they chop up the air and make it look kind of fun and like it's almost like anime like then when the fish falls down originally they kind of close up on it it's like you're looking at it almost like close it's like looking at a plate I think they actually used real fish for that. They dropped it on there. And like, it looked pretty damn real. Then, after that, they may have used real fish, but made it really tiny. But I think they probably used like, little blocks of jelly or pink jelly with like textures in it. Uh, but I'm, I'm pretty damn sure the first shot of the fish falling, the fish chunks falling down were real. And I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, I guess, I don't know, maybe they did it to save time, but I thought it was kind of funny that they did that. Oh yeah, the humor. The humor was all right. It, it was nothing like laugh out loud funny, but it was always kind of like Beetle brought the silly, you know, almost not like dad humor, but kind of like 
kind of like the funny guy. And Monkey wasn't really funny by herself, but the, the way she bounced off other characters was. And, you know, Kubo was just a kid. He was kind of just kind of silly at times when he wanted to be. And I just think that some of the, the humor was never, like, maybe enough to, like, laugh, like, literally laugh. But it was, there was times where I actually smiled and chuckled. I don't know if they were going for, like, hard humor, but the humor was appreciated. Um... I guess that's it for the very first episode. Uh, you know, first impressions, you know, I, I hope people like it because, you know, it was kind of fun. It's, there's like no, unlike the main podcast or anything, there's no real prep work to it. I'm just kind of spouting off my ideas and stuff like that. Uh, um, I hope you enjoy it. Or I hope you enjoy this. And, uh, yeah. I'll make a few more, and people like it. I'll keep making it. All right. Till next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.